With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Friday's here. That means picks. They're coming up. Give my take on Sam Donald's play last night. Get you ready for the weekend of games. Should be amazing. Hope you are well. Um, a little different third hour of the show. We got the press at the end. We got the picks in the middle. Uh, let's welcome in a good friend, also an Oklahoma State alum, as am I. Brett McMurphy joins us, college football insider for the Action Network. A reminder, check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call one 800 gambler brett when you were at oklahoma state did you drink um whole milk and only drink the cream at the top is apparently that's what mike gundy says is missing with players these days is do nothing in the off season except work and then come in get in late shape and drink whole milk with the with the cream on top and then you'll be injured less often uh i drank chocolate milk so sorry uh sorry coach gundy but i wasn't one of those old timers two percent whole Non-fat? Oh, oh, come on. Okay, just, just check it. So you do have a little bit of old-timer, old-timer in you. Um, okay, let's, oh, I, let's, have a lot of, I have a lot of old-timer in me. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Um, biggest game of the weekend feels like Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Irish have played everybody pretty close. The best part is the quarterback at Notre Dame used to be the quarterback of Wisconsin. And they meet in Chicago, which is kind of like a true kind of neutral ground, right? Big Notre Dame town, but a pretty big Wisconsin town as well. And then we don't really know what to think of Wisconsin, right? They had no offense against Penn State, and Penn State dominates them in the fourth quarter at, their, at Camp Randall. Other than that, we haven't seen much. What do you think of Notre Dame-Wisconsin? I really like Wisconsin, Doug. I think, uh, you know, Notre Dame, you know, yes, they're undefeated, but they're, you know, they should be 0-3 against, against the number, the close win against Florida State. The last second win against Toledo, and then last week um, against Purdue, Purdue should have, you know, they, they intercept, intercepted him late in the end zone. 
in that game. And Wisconsin's had a week off. That, that Penn State game, you know, I think, that, you know, actually stat-wise, Wisconsin, you know, controlled that game. And I, you look at what Wisconsin's done so far this year, uh, you know, they're outrushing their opponents by an average of 263 to 33. So, uh, you know, does that mean Notre Dame's not going to have any run offense? I, I, I don't know. I think they'll be able to run a little bit. But as we've seen so far early this year, teams, especially like Florida State, have been able to run on Notre Dame. And that's what Wisconsin wants to do. They want to run on them. Um, it's obviously a big game for Jack Cohn at Notre Dame, the former Wisconsin quarterback. Uh, I just think Wisconsin's the better team. Their reason they're, they're, you know, five or six point favorite, which would mean if this was in Madison, they'd be almost a 10 point favorite. So uh, I, I like Wisconsin here and I don't know the exact number, but I think anywhere from five to seven Notre Dame opponents, including Cincinnati, who Notre Dame plays next week, has an open date before facing the Irish. But, look, if Notre Dame can win this, if they can beat Cincinnati next week, I think Notre Dame is a legitimate playoff contender. But but I like the Badgers here to get well against the Irish. All right. uh, Let's sprinkle around some other stuff in the college football world. Brett McMurphy joining us from the Action Network. Um, Clemson goes into – uh, Raleigh, they got NC State, but the bigger issue is um, they don't seem to have an offense. What happened to Clemson's vaunted offense? And I know you have a new quarterback, but he got to play last year and look good last year. What's missing with Clemson? Yeah, if, if you know, let Dabo know because he's trying to figure it out too. I mean, you know, they squeaked by against Georgia Tech very easily. Could have lost that game. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if, it's, if it's a hangover from losing that so much was put into that Georgia game, but still that doesn't explain why, the, why they've struggled so much offensively. Um, I, I actually like Clemson in this game. Uh, I think this is a, a big game for them. NC State, uh, a little bit under the radar. They can be tough. They're, they've been inconsistent, though. You know, Clemson's only a 10-point favorite on the road in the ACC play. That You rarely see that. They're usually two touchdowns or more. Um, I think they can figure things out here. But if they don't, I mean, this, this could, uh, you know, they're, they're already going to need a lot of help to get in the college football playoff. I really believe that, even if they win the ACC. So I think Dabo realizes that. I'm not going to say he's going to try to run it up on everybody to impress the committee. But also, I don't think he's going to take his foot off the pedal if he has a chance, uh, especially the way they, they've uh, started off so slowly this season. A&M's got Arkansas and Dallas, uh, which should be – it'll be great. I mean, those games are usually pretty close. Arkansas uh, has kind of f- found a way, right? I mean, really found a way. And, um, and you know, their big win was Texas. Meanwhile, A&M, they survived Colorado on the road, and their defense is outstanding. Th- this one feels – the old Southwest Conference game. This one feels gigantic for A and M, who thinks this could be the year. And they got Alabama and Auburn both coming to Kyle Field, but can they survive Arkansas, who seems to be so incredibly well coached? Yeah, I I did a, a piece for the Action Network earlier this week about you know coaches and how much they know about the point spread and um, you know how much pressure they get from donors, and also I included you know up to date against the spread numbers for every current coach at the current school. And yes, sir, Sam Pittman is a sparkling 10 and three against the number, uh, which is um, miles better than anybody else uh, currently. But with that being said, I, I actually like A&M here. Um, I hate going against Arkansas, but I think sometimes just ba- break it down to the most simple element. Texas was a six-point favorite against Arkansas. A&M's also a six-point favorite against Arkansas. Wouldn't you agree A&M is touchdown better than Texas? I at do. least. I think at so. Least. At least. Yeah. So I think, look, Arkansas has done great. A&M did whatever they wanted last week against New Mexico. Uh, I watched a lot of that game. They, it seemed like you know they were throwing when they didn't need to, almost like it was a scrimmage game, and it was a scrimmage game. They won 34 34 nothing. Uh, but, yeah, this is a big game for A&M. But, look, if Arkansas can win this game, I mean, look, the rest of their schedule is killer anyway. But 
I mean, you know, this could be a very – it's already a special season. It could be a very, very special season for the Hogs. But I just think A&M's too strong, and you mentioned the the Aggies' upcoming schedule. You know, look, look, if you're Jimbo and you're getting paid, you know, the gross national product of of some small country, at some point or another, you you may want to win the SEC West. Maybe this is their year. Um, Nebraska played Oklahoma closer than I think most people thought, right? But some of that is Oklahoma, right? Some of that is they just they haven't throttled they haven't been throttling people the way we thought they would throttle people in two of their three games so far this season. And coming off of the emotions of of Nebraska, any thoughts that West Virginia comes in and gives them a good game? Yeah, I think I think they will. I mean, until until Oklahoma can do what everyone thought they would be doing. Um, you know, I, I will continue to, you know, I'm getting over three touchdowns with, with West Virginia. I mean, Oklahoma ranks seventh in the Big 12 in total defense. You know, it's, you look at, again, it's not that simple to compare scores, but you look at what Oklahoma, the trouble they had with Tulane, you know, the struggles with Nebraska. I mean, that, that, those weren't flukes, okay? Look what Ole Miss did to Tulane. You know, Kiffin could have scored 300 points if he wanted to. Uh, and if he could have been guaranteed the USC job by scoring 300, he would have scored 300. So for whatever reason, Doug, and you know how strong Oklahoma is and all the preseason love they had, and rightly so, Spencer Rattler has been very disappointing so far this season, and so has Oklahoma. I don't know the reason why, but um, look, I'm not saying West Virginia is going to win this game, but if I'm getting more than three touchdowns, I'll take the Mountaineers because I think Neil Brown is one of the better coaches, not only in the Big 12, but also – uh, nationally, and he's he's been there, and it's finally kind of getting his his guys in there and do, doing what, what he wants to do. So, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if if Oklahoma's in another close game in the fourth quarter. Um, Connecticut's fired their coach, or he resi- retired, whatever. They got beat forty five nothing, forty nine nothing, thirty eight twenty eight. But that was Holy Cross. They did have a a backdoor cover against Army. Army was up. I think 34 nothing at the half, only won 52-21. Here's the question. Can you think of a worse Division I football team in recent memory? Like, I know Kansas had some bad years, but, I mean, they haven't even played the good teams in their schedule yet. They, they play Clemson later on this year. I vote for that game to just, let's just do the old one nothing forfeiture thing, because that, I mean, that is a massive, massive upset. Have you seen a team as bad? Because, remember, they had... A little bit better players, but a lot of them left when they decided to not play last season. Have you seen anything as bad as what UConn's thrown out there? Uh, no, I haven't. And, you know, the, the Clemson spread will be infinity. You know, whatever, you know, Dabo should rest his starters in that game. Uh, it, it's sad because, you know, I can remember when UConn, I don't know if people remember, they actually went to the Fiesta Bowl one year. They, yep. they played Oklahoma, they won the Big East, they lost to Oklahoma in the in the Fiesta Bowl, and then Randy Etzel left UConn to go to Maryland. And Literally right after the game. The, after the game, he left. They've never yeah. been the same since. He, yeah. He, basically, the players had the, one of the senior leaders had to tell the team that the coach was gone. Uh, but, Doug, to answer your question on if they're the worst team in recent memory, I just ask you to wait until October 9th. UConn plays at UMass, or UMass, depending on your point of view, and I think the loser that get that game can take the title of college football's most irrelevant program, at least for 2021. But UMass is—they're not—they're not a FBS, right? They're FCS, aren't they? No, they are. They're independent, like you, like UConn. They are a FBS independent. I did not know that. I may have to. I can I may see have why you would. I mean, think I mean listen, it'd be amazing <laughs> to go. By the way, have you ever been to Amherst? That. Amherst, October 9th will be incredible. That will be the nicest, most beautiful, glorious afternoon with terrible football you can ever see. Who's getting the USC job? Look, I'm not. I don't. I have no idea, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. And I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. The Earth is covered by two thirds of the Earth is covered by water. The other third is covered by coaches whose names have been linked to the USC job by their agents. At this point, Mike Bone and his leadership group are not letting anyone outside their inner circle know who their number one choice is. You can speculate, you can guess all that, who it is. I don't know. I I would have thought it would have been been Urban Meyer. I don't think it's going to be him. What direction do they want to go on the collegiate level? Uh, I think Lane Kiffin's 
not at the top of the list, but you know what? If Lane Kiffin goes into Tuscaloosa next week and beats Alabama, he will be somewhere at the top of that list. Uh, the good news for SC is they got a few months to figure it out. The bad news for SC is they can't miss on this one. Um, USC should be a power. They need to be a power, especially for the Pac-12. Uh, so I'm, I know I'm copping out on this, but I, I hate just totally speculating on something. Um, but at this point, I, I don't think there is a clear-cut favorite. And certainly if there is, uh, they're not going to make sure that does not get out. Yeah, I mean, I, I just here's the thing about the Lane Given thing. I don't see it. I just don't see them going back down that road. I feel like Mike. I don't either. Is, but if he beats Alabama, that, that changes everything. That changes everything. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Uh, I think. I mean, Mike Bone is going to do a. He's going to get one of his guys, isn't he? Like, doesn't that? Doesn't it feel like it's got to be? Luke, I don't think Luke Fickle would go. I don't think he wants. He that wouldn't job. go to SC. I think, I think he's a Midwest guy. He's a mid Midwest guy. He's waiting for something like Notre Dame, something along those lines, Ohio State. Uh, no, I don't think it would go to SC. And look, Doug, SC. I know you're a California guy. SC is is, you know, there are some challenges with that job that you don't face other places. Uh, you're in a pro market. Your you know expectations are to do what Pete Carroll did, and if you don't do it, you're you're out on the street. So. That is attractive to a lot of people, to other people that are in what they think are better situations or they think they can get a better situation two or three years from now. There's no reason just to jump at it because it's SC. Will the Big 12 have, a, have an automatic berth in the new uh, college football playoff? Well, if they do what they've said they're going to do, and I don't think it will change dramatically, the Big 12 won't have one, but nobody will. It'll be the it'll be the the top six conference champions will get in, whether that's the Sun Belt or the SEC. Um, so certainly they'll have as good a shot as, as anybody. But yeah, they're not gonna they're, they're never gonna have a system where the SEC champ gets an automatic bid or the Big Ten champ gets an automatic bid. Now, if those champs are ranked in the top, you know, six in the country or whatever, they will get the bid, but they won't get the bid just because they were the SEC champ or the Big Ten champ. So the Big 12 will be on equal footing with the other, ne- with the other nine conferences. Yeah, they got to get those wins in the non-conference in order to get those, the rankings to go up. Otherwise, they'll be in the, you know, in the American Athletic Conference sort of realm, which is seen as kind of irrelevant wins. Last thing, uh, BYU. They actually they do play a ton of high majors this year. They go undefeated. What's the likelihood they get in? Uh, I don't think they'd get in, Doug. And here's why. Again, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you how the the committee would vote. They play seven Power Five opponents. Okay, the rest of their schedule is Iowa State, Georgia Southern, Boise, Utah State, and USF. So, are you going to take a team that went undefeated against that schedule over a a one loss Ohio State, over a one loss Alabama, over a one loss Georgia? Um, I don't think so. So I think the only way they get in at 12 and 0, no conference game, so they don't have a 13th game, is they're going to need basically multiple teams that are in contention to have two or three losses. Then I think they got a shot. But I think what the committee does with BYU and the non-power five schools are they penalize them because their overall strength of schedule does not compare with teams that are in the power five leagues. And that's why I think even if Cincinnati, they already won at Indiana, if they win, beat Notre Dame, people think, well, they're, they're a shoe-in. Well, no, they're not. They have two Power 5 opponents, and four of their 12 opponents right now are projected to have winning records. So just because you go undefeated at the Group of 5 level doesn't mean you're automatically in. Uh, you know, power ratings show that. Vegas shows that. So for BYU and or Cincinnati to get into the playoff, obviously step one, go undefeated. Step two, hope for multiple chaos with teams like Ole Miss beating Alabama and NC State beating Clemson, and you need total chaos throughout college football to elevate that undefeated record over a team with two or three losses. Brett McMurphy, Action Network. Follow him on Twitter for all the college football news you could ever want. Brett, great stuff. Talk soon, okay? Thanks, Doug. Anytime. All right. Uh, when a train hits a vehicle or railway crossing, results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. If signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. 
Even if you don't see a train stop, trains can't paid for by NHTSA. I'm going to tell you the five games you should bet on. College, pro football, next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're uh, just above 500 in college picks, 8 and 7 on the year. But we got a better feel, hot start, slowed off. Now we're we got a better feel. We're good. Want to look like a million bucks, but only spend a handful of bucks. Upgrade to Dollar Shave Club six blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave. Thanks to their six precision cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club in stores. Yeah, it's Dollar Shave Club in store. So go to the store and find them. Let's get to the picks. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL. Five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Five. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go, five. Let's start in the Big Ten. No, I'm not talking about Wisconsin and Notre Dame. I'm talking about Michigan State. Michigan State taking on Nebraska. Okay, it's a Michigan State team that when we saw them last weekend, they go into Miami and thump the U 38 17. Michigan State crushed Northwestern first game of the season, Big Ten matchup, 38-21. Of course, other wins over the Penguins of Youngstown State. Now, taking on Nebraska, I don't think anyone would argue that Nebraska's performance at Oklahoma, even though a loss, was a solid performance. 23-16, very much in position uh, to to make it even closer late, but I thought the defense was impressive, and Adrian Martinez has a lot of experience. That said... Do you know how hard it is to come back from the emotion of losing a close game to Oklahoma when you haven't won big games this year with this crew and then beat a Michigan State in the road? I don't like it. I like Michigan State laying the five points. Um, Oklahoma State, my alma mater, also Brett McMurphy's alma mater, returns home to take on Kansas State. If you know anything about this matchup back when Bill Snyder was the coach, Kansas State was constantly the third in Oklahoma State's side. Now they've changed coaches, and I think it's a great coaching staff. I think it's a big-time team. And Kansas State's taking on Oklahoma State. And uh, Brandon Whedon joined us yesterday. And Brandon's like, look, I'd never pick against my guys, but ooh, it's a hard game. <laughs> so I don't think Oklahoma State has not shown the ability to throw the football well. And usually... Their advantage is they just out-athlete Kansas State, but those athletes got a lot of injuries outside the numbers on offense. I think Kansas State wins. I go money line. But if they're going to give me five and a half points, I'll take that as well. Give me K-State in Stillwater getting five and a half points. West Virginia rolls in to take on Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been less than crazy impressive most of this year. It's not that West Virginia's great. They lost a close game to Virginia Tech. That's the only loss of the year. But West Virginia is getting 17 points, 17 points in a big 12 matchup when Spencer Rattler is yet to really look like what he's billed as. I, I personally like West Virginia. Give me that big number as the dog. Uh, one more dog. Stanford is a four point dog at home to UCLA. Now UCLA living a little bit on the reputation of the LSU win. I do think UCLA can score and can run the football, but Can they stop the run? So far, they have. UCLA's been outstanding, only allowing 63 yards um, rushing per game. Part of that is Hawaii. It was just a mismatch. And Fresno beat him throwing the football, not running the football. Um, Look, Stanford has turned the corner after getting thumped by Kansas State to start the year. I like Stanford to win at home, home dog. Last one, sticking the stick uh, out west. Arizona's one of the worst football teams I've seen all season. They would... I mean, I think they would beat UConn, but that's about it. They're just bad. There's just no other way to express it other than they're bad. And they're taking on Oregon, who's the opposite of bad, (laughs) right? Uh, Oregon's a 28.5-point favorite. I know that Arizona played BYU to within eight points. I know they played Northern Arizona to two, and San Diego State was good. Uh, They lost 38-14. to Those will all be covers. I think Oregon flexes their muscles and demolishes Arizona at home. So college picks, Arizona at home, big number. Oregon at home, big number. Take them. West Virginia on the road. I'll take those points. Stanford, take those points. K-State, take those points. And, of course, the first pick was Michigan State. So the 
those, those are the college picks. Let's get to the pros. Do, 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 do. All right, uh, college uh, pro picks, excuse me. Uh, these ones to me strike me as like they're jumping. I, they jumped out at me. Now, some of these lines, they get to like eight points and you get kind of sketchy about them. The Giants are a three-point favorite at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons are horrific. I know they scored points late. The defense is bad. This is just what Daniel Jones and the Giants need. Need. Giants, three-point favorites at home. Give me the G-men. G-men! The Raiders. The Raiders are returning home to take on the Dolphins. Dolphins starting a backup at quarterback. I don't think they're great anyway. Raiders are a three and a half point favorite. I think the Raiders are for real. And I think that's going to be an awesome, crazy environment. The first game at home, that's a lot of people that buy tickets to come see the first game at home. This is Raider fans been waiting. Not the craziest ticket because it's a 105 start locally. That means a lot of people still at home. A lot of people in the sports bars or in the, or in the, the, the sports books. This is real Raider fans. Environment better. Derek Carr's playing like an MVP. Give me the Raiders lane three and a half. The Bills are taking on the Washington football team at home. And like, here's what happens when you have a backup quarterback. The more you see him, the more you're underwhelmed and you understand why he's a backup quarterback, right? I mean, that kind of happens with every backup quarterback. So you take the Bills. Taylor Haneke is a nice player who's running around making plays. The Bills are one of the five most talented teams in the NFL. They played poorly week one of the season, but that's like extended preseason. Give me the Bills at home, laying seven points. The Chargers are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that they barely, it's like one out of the last 10 times they've played the Chiefs, they've won. But I'll, I'll tell you this, I like the Chargers to cover. Chiefs will win, Chargers will cover. And then the last pick is the big game of the weekend, I think. Rams taking on the Buccaneers. Rams are a one-point dog at home. Buccaneers travel across the country. I think that's a bigger thing than people think. And the back end of the Buccaneers' defense is not great. I'll take the Rams. So again, Raiders, Rams, Bills, Chargers, Giants, those are the picks. John Bones Jones strikes me as what's called a can't-get-right, right? Like, no matter, everyone talks about how talented he is, you know, in the octagon. But, like, dude, he's constantly... Constantly getting into something. Constantly. Uh, okay, um, I, I'm going to ask you early. This is an early fantasy question, Says you, since you have the I Want Your Flex podcast. Dalvin Cook, player sit. Well, you, the tough part about Cook is he's questionable for the game against Seattle, and it's not a one Eastern time start. They play at 425 Eastern time. Uh, even if he's 60%, you still would play him. It's just the problem that you're not going to know before the 1 o'clock Eastern time kick. If you have other running backs that are in that late window, then you have an opportunity. But, I mean, even if if he plays, if there's any trending towards playing, um, yeah, you got to play Delvin Cook. So I just got to sit and wait? Yes, unfortunately. Listed as questionable with a, a bum ankle. A bum ankle. You bu- you, you ankles, you bum! <laughs> You're a bum, you ankle. I, 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 you were a bum, ankle. The ankle's like, I've just been sleeping out here on this couch. The, now you call me a bum? What? There are a lot of ankle injuries, uh, some courtesy of Carson Wentz in the NFL. So you try to think of different ways to characterize that injury. And who hasn't heard of a bum ankle, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's that's no, I was just teasing. Yeah, no, I I I was actually just trying to give a little insight on on the different ways I try to describe an ankle injury. But there are so many of them. I just can't I can't call them ankle injuries or all sprained ankles. I got to give them a different uh, different sort of character, different distinction. I got I got it. Uh, Chris Thomason, who uh, reports in uh, uh, in the Twin Cities, when asked after practice if Dalvin Cook did any work in practice, Mike Zimmer said, yeah, he did some, but the Vikings practice report lists the coach as, lists Cook as DNP in practice. So he didn't practice all week, according to the Vikings. Yeah, that's, it's usually not a good sign, but same thing with Daryl Henderson of the Rams. He didn't practice all week. He's questionable for the game against Tampa. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we'll get to all of the different reports, plus maybe some fantasy advice from Bayer. Next. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com. Yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Let's get to the press. The press. Buyer. Dan Buyer, what do you got, my man? 
Doug, all your rowdy friends can come over for Monday nights in the postseason. The NFL today altering their playoff schedule. If you remember last year when the NFL expanded the seven playoff teams, there were three wild card games on both Saturday and Sunday. Now it will be spread out over three days. Two playoff games coming up on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then a Monday night affair kicking off at 8.15 Eastern time as they're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Um, here's my point to people that say it's unfair. They're playing on Monday. Don't play in a wild card. Yes, you'll get one less day to prep for your next game. If you win it, you'll get one more day to prep. You'll be the only game on TV. It'll be huge. 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 Not rigged. The one thing that I wonder is, is it going to be based via the matchup you know there was and i I don't want to offend colts or bills fans because they had the early game on the saturday the first wild card game on that saturday but usually that first saturday afternoon game was the least appealing Mm -hmm. you got bengals texans a lot because the texans would win the division and cincinnati'd be a wild card you got that for like two or three straight years now where do the important games go is it you know is it going to be in that monday night game is seeding going to be affected because remember it's they recede after the wild card games so it would it be a four five matchup where you would already like the the winner of that game would already know their opponent or you know the winner from the previous games that's what i'm curious on how they're going to set that up i'm i'm cautious i'm i'm curious as well um but i i think that uh uh to me it's you, now what is that an ESPN one? Is that what that's going to be? A Monday Night Football crew? I I'm not sure. I would I would assume so. It would only make sense, but I mean, it could be. I could be wrong. You know what's what's interesting about it is um, are they going to have the Manning boys too? It was Monday night where they had the Manning Manning Manning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I just I looked at it and the seating part was just the question because of uh, the. Uh, um, oh wait a sec. Here we go. Uh, yeah, the, the broadcaster for the Monday night game of Super Wild Card Weekend is yet to be determined. So I I doubled that, double checked that, but that is the case. The uh, CBS and NBC will broadcast two of the games. Fox and ESPN and ABC will each have one. So, okay, so there's ESPN, there's ABC, so they yeah. get, they actually get two. Yeah, well, that, so well, ESPN excuse me. will get the worst one. ESPN slash ABC, so it'll be oh, on okay. both networks. But they, would, I would say they'll probably get the Monday night, won't they? I would think that that would that would be the case. If you had a four five game, that would mean you would know what happened in three six and two seven, and then number one would know, hey, either we're going to play the winner of this Monday night game, or then like the two seed that or the three seed would know that they would play because maybe the seven seed upset the number two. I know it's getting all mumbled jumble, but I I think that there could be a, you know, a fairness uh, sort of thing because of I, that. I agree, but I, I also think like, look, end of the day, everybody wanted more money. Nobody asked questions about it. They threw in another game, a 17th game, and now they got, you know, the additional playoff spots, which of course changed a couple years ago. Yeah. I, I think that... I don't want to say just be happy being the playoffs, but just be happy being the playoffs. Doug, you mentioned Dalvin Cook's injury. Not the only big name that could be a question mark this Sunday. Attention, DeAndre Hopkins owners. The Cardinals wide receiver listed as a game-time decision for their matchup against Jacksonville because of a rib injury. Hmm. If, mm, a rib injury. If they don't have him, expect the values of Chase Edmonds, Rondale yep. Moore, and yep. uh, Christian Kirk to, uh, to rise. And heck... Even A.J. Green. Steelers have the Bengals, A.J. Green's former team, coming up on Sunday. Pittsburgh has already ruled out wide receiver Deontay Johnson, while outside linebacker T.J. Watt is questionable with a groin injury. A groin injury? Where's your groin injury there, Ramos? It's like your favorite drop. (laughs) You had a chance. I did not know. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, it's it's more of a feel. I didn't really know it was coming up, you know? This is unscripted. Yeah, this segment is unscripted. Right. With a growing injury. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Have you guys seen A.J. Green play this year? We were talking about A.J. Green in the the previous update. Not great. Yeah, he he wasn't great last year either with Cincinnati. Kind of runs like a tight end a little bit now. Yes, it's... uh, 
Yeah, different, different AJ Green. When him and Julio Jones came out, it was like Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. That's what they would. That's what those two would say. That's who people compared them to. Julio being T.O., Randy Moss being AJ Green, and uh, right now both off to us slow starts. Although Julio maybe should have had a touchdown against Seattle. Was wiped should, off. The should board. have. Julio's better than AJ, but still not an elite t- yeah. elite wide receiver anymore. Two sprained ankles did not stop Carson Wentz from being on the practice field today for the Indianapolis Colts. He's now considered a game-time decision for their matchup against the Titans. Why are people so messed up over the two sprained ankle things? Like, how do you do that? It's not like Martin Gramatica, right, where you jump up and down and tear both the ACLs. Like, you play, you roll an ankle, you keep playing, you roll the other one, you wake up the next day and they're both sore. Like, oh, man, I got two sprained ankles. That's what happens. I when they said he was in a walking boot, I was like, "Why are, is he not in walking boots?" Boots, yeah. You got one, one sprain's worse than the other. <laughs> yeah, he said one's a high ankle sprain, the other is a low ankle sprain. Oof. And one other injury note to pass along that isn't an injury note: Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. not listed on the team's injury report and is expected to make his season debut against Chicago. Really? He's going to actually play football? Yeah, we think that's the case. And the Browns are shorthanded. No Jarvis Landry because of that knee injury. Baker Mayfield's been throwing to a lot of tight ends. If you want to hear me butcher a joke on the I Want Your Flex podcast about the Browns tight end, go ahead and download it. It'd be nice if I got the names right. But Representative Byer. Free agent wide receiver Josh Gordon will be reinstated by the NFL, according to ESPN, and be eligible to play as soon as week four. How many times has he been suspended? <laughs> I, Four? Uh, I even think it's more than that. And now the question is, is you know, Seattle didn't carry a lot of wide receivers Six. into the season. Their rookie wide receiver, D. Eskridge, isn't going to play against the Vikings. Ten. Uh, there, there could be a possible path back there. Our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Jeff Schwartz, mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs as being a possibility because of uh, – it's crazy to think, but they are somewhat thin at wide receiver. Once Sammy Watkins left for Baltimore. So those could be some possibilities. Uh, he got suspended twice in 14. And then he got Two. suspended in 15. One. And then he got suspended in 16. One. And then in. And then he got suspended again in 19. One. So I, six, I think it's a four or five. Six. It's a lot. It is a lot. He, yeah. <laughs> All right, the Toronto Blue Jays have received approval to increase capacity to thirty capacity to thirty thousand for the team's final homestand of the season. Roger that. Yankees and Orioles are a part of that homestand, and the Yankees right now a game up on the Jays for the final wild card in the AL. It actually baseball has been wild. I mean, you mentioned St. Louis; it's won what thirteen a row now with. Yeah, winning the the first part of a doubleheader. Remember, that's only seven innings, so we'll see what they do in the second. They can win both of the day day doubleheader. Um, then you have you know the Dodgers and Giants that are separated by one game. Both teams are going to win a hundred games, and then what appears to be Yankees and Red Sox. But we'll see because the Blue Jays still have three at home against the Yankees. Doug, one other uh, thing to pass along: Ryder Cup still going on. American again. Americans were up three-one after the morning session, leading in two of the matches that are on the course right now, and tied in another. So it could be a dominant uh, lead for the Americans heading into Saturday. Spurs great. Mano Ginobili going to join the team as a special advisor, and the Warriors are signing guards Avery Bradley, Bradley and Langston Galloway. I like them both. I like them both, and I like uh, having Manu around. So you got Manu and. Uh, Tim Duncan. Is Tim Duncan still on the staff? Or I, thought he, he, the staff? I thought he stepped away. I thought he stepped away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's, he's with them anymore. But that's the press. That is. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. <laughs> got Ryder Cup this weekend. Got college football this weekend. Got NFL football this weekend. Uh, and maybe, you know, some reports Ben Simmons will get traded this weekend. I'm sure Ramos is Ramos. You fired up for Buccaneers Rams? Yes, excited. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put everything into. Hey, Matt Stafford is this if he plays well, if he plays poorly. But there's a lot. There's a lot riding on it. There, there's a lot riding on it. I don't think there's any question. Plus, I know a lot of people are excited because Tom Brady's here in L.A. and so they get a chance to see Brady play. That's maybe not even about the Rams. Maybe it's more about coming to see Brady play. Well, like in person? Yeah, just being in the, at this, the stadium and seeing him in person, you know? Yeah, this is the one game, though, that, like, even even if it was the Chargers, like, you wouldn't... The Chargers wouldn't be a decided road... Like, there's not Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans walking around the street. 
They all have brand new. If they do, they all have brand new jerseys. Right? <laughs> They're clean. Like there are clearly Pittsburgh fans, Kansas City fans, Seattle fans. Like when Seattle travels, the twelve travel well. Anybody who's from anywhere near in the Pacific Northwest, they go to when the when the Seahawks play in Los Angeles. The Buccaneers, you're like, yeah, I'm going to see Tom Brady play. That's real. That's 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 really what it is. Enjoy your sports weekend. Download the new All Ball. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is my show. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 